0: Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson and Joey Pyburn on Seattle's Sports Station. The Outdoor Line
1: is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Weldcraft
0: and Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Harbor Marine, Ray Malin, and Les Schwab Tires. Hello, good morning, and welcome to the Outdoor Line, streaming live on American Northwest.com. Don't forget about the live video feed on 710sports.com, and of course, the venerable, the outdoorline.com with blogs, podcasts, and so very, very much more. Good morning, Joey Pyburn. Good morning, guys. It's boat show season, boat show, boat show, the big Seattle boat show, and Bruce Larson, of Renaissance Marine Group, kind enough to join us in studio. Good morning. And... It ain't springtime in Sitka, but springtime in Sitka came here. Joel Martin of FishBaranoff.com. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Good morning. Thanks morning, for, Joel. Thanks morning, for Joey. Morning, we, got, we got a full yeah. booth. Of course, Matt Nelson running the show from behind the booth. So typically from the boat show, we have some pretty good stories. Well, we got nothing on what happened in that story yesterday. This is an all-time classic. If, if you he- even walked by somebody that happened to be looking at social media, you've seen the video of the boat that was heading out the columbia river bar that got ragdolled by a wave that's absolutely a 30-foot wave 30-foot wave just just knocked this boat right over now we're hearing the backstory about this whole thing joel what what did you just inform us of off air as we're coming into the show here that he had stolen the vessel
1: And it was the rescue swimmer's first swim. They got to draw cards on <laughs> so, who was going to jump in. So the, <laughs> and, the alarm, the alarm. Came and he's in. wanted by Canadian police. This
0: is classic. So, so this guy, who he had to be rescued by the Coast Guard after a bizarre crime spree in Astoria, in which he was videoed throwing fish at the Goonies house, okay, that he stole from another location. Stole this boat, took it out over the Columbia River bar in, in an effort to escape. Okay. He'd obviously escaped Canadian authorities. And then the report so so the Coast Guard swimmers had to go get him. Like you pointed out, it was that the the bell hit to go get this guy while these these kids were finishing their their sea swimmer their their rescue dive class right and so they had to play rock paper scissors to go find out who was going to be the rescue swimmer okay and then this is the and this is the precious part of this whole thing he was Apprehended without incident. Without According, incident. Without, <laughs> <laughs> without incident. But with two helicopters and two rescue swimmers and the Columbia River dive boats and everything else. It was what just, kind of an incident are you <laughs> going to create, know, yeah. dude? Without Lord. incident. That's crazy. So you can go check that out. We I I retweeted this whole mess uh, on the on the Outdoor Lines Twitter and uh, and it, uh, we slapped it up there. You'll find it on Qualified Captain. You'll find it. the best article with a little video and again the whole thing is actually on Fox 12 Oregon. And what, what a way for that rescue swimmer to start his career. Oh man, no, he's got pretty,
2: pretty cool. He's got a story for the yeah, rest man. of his for
0: the rest. He's, he's a legend now. Yeah, well, yeah. For sure. But but it's just for anybody that is going to the boat show today this is just a prime example of the power of the water and how you need to take control and and know the sea conditions before you before you go
3: out well and, and
2: if you're going to steal a boat make sure it's got <laughs> it's full of fuel the batteries are well charged you know
3: yeah yeah <laughs> Equipment's got to be in top shape. Yeah, it really does. It really does. Then you have the Columbia Bar you add into that.
0: Yeah, and and our and our dear friend Eric Lindy refers to the Columbia River Bar as, as the king of them all. I mean, it's known as the Graveyard of the Pacific, and you're going to take that thing. I mean, that was my question. I go, what is this guy doing going out over the Columbia River Bar? In and, and, and the weather's, I mean, dude, it's, it's a storm warning. Yeah. <laughs> Not just a gale. Okay. Well,
3: when we first saw the video, it's like, who's going to let their boat go sideways? Yeah. You know, on the bar type thing, it, the, that that's just a recipe for disaster. As yeah, it was,
0: as it absolutely was. So, so stock up on your safety gear, kids, at the yes. Seattle Boat Show today. Uh, I was very, very impressed with the traffic at the show yesterday. Attendance was good, was real good. Yeah, um, it was fun to see everybody. We had the
2: the thirty foot duck on the in Three Rivers booth was full of people
0: pretty much the whole time. And really, the first time that we talked to three or four groups of people that had actually traveled from as far as Southern California and, and Anchorage to specifically go look at that 30 OS XL and you guys sold one yesterday.
3: Yeah. Um, and there's, there's people coming for the Weldcraft version of it from the great lakes area. We've got a couple of real strong dealers out there that we're all motivated to try and see it. And I, I know there's at least two, two sets of, of, uh, attendees that came from the the Milwaukee Detroit area so
2: it, it's it's fun when uh so the gentleman and his wife who theirs will be delivered I believe they said uh in June or July to Coeur d'Alene but they come to the boat show they just want to get on it and they're taking pictures <laughs> and they want to climb around it and and, and and you know inspect the boat that they will be having delivered
1: well in and I think that's
3: what's driving a lot of the what we saw yesterday as far as the good attendance people are hungry. To be able to get out and do that feely, yeah. touchy stuff mm-hmm. that, you know, the last two and a half to three years has not been normal in no. any way, shape, or form. And well, and they want to do this. And,
0: and we talked to this dude from San Francisco Bay that started fishing really because of the pandemic, had done it just a little bit, and was just hammering beautiful big Chinook. And and he was just – and he's just – Excitement level oh, ten. No, I mean, that guy yeah. was like shot out of a cannon. He
2: – you know, it's like – Imagine not really being into salmon fishing or or being out on the ocean. Uh, And then all of a sudden, just a few years ago, they they had this amazing fishing down there in San Francisco. Incredible salmon fishing. Big, big salmon. Lots of them. Really pretty easy salmon fishing. Um, And he got into it. And this guy, he, he... got a 33 pounder a 39 pounder and he's shot out of a can yeah like, he's he's a mess. he was all over that boat too yeah. I, his family was taking pictures with him he's pointing at the 30 you they
0: know i dear. mean <laughs> <there>. I, I, <laughs> I, here take a take this shot yeah take this waving, in their wave and standing on the boat it's crazy man but
3: it's you like know a, it's, it's not even just the big boats as well it, we've oh, we've, brought, boats. we've brought so many new people into the boating as a recreation right, yeah, as for uh, sure fishing and from a Pacific Northwest, the great thing is this, these last couple of years have been decent as, as far as the fishing experience, so they're, they're going to hang on to it. They're going to they're continue to do it, and that's what's really, really positive.
0: Well, and, and we're on an ups, upswing too, Joel Martin. You know, we're, you and I have worked together long enough and seen the waters in Sitka long enough to know that, you know, when, when you have ocean conditions like we've had the last couple of years and you've got good coastal packs, you've got you've got Chinook runs and, co- and coho runs that are on the upswing.
1: Yeah, the water temperatures have been perfect for that. Uh, the the feed and it's just endless of what's gone on with when the water when we went away from that blob.
0: Yeah, for sure,
1: warm water blob is gone. Yeah, and the the bait seems to be better. The fish all seem to be healthier.
0: What was it last year? 125 miles of herring spawn in Sitka Sound. Yeah,
1: it's going to be it's it. coming up. Yeah, it is. Springtime's coming. For- it's uh, everything's going to start popping. We got herring fisheries going to happen in March or April. Um, usually happens right after our spring herring snow and uh spring herring snow yeah we always get a snowstorm in okay. of March and, beginning of April and and that's it's right before they spawn
0: really yep interesting mm. interesting I've never heard, I never heard that term before huh. yep Y'all, y'all learned something, from Joel Martin. You know, whether whether you were expecting it or not. Oh, we not. got herring
1: fishery starting, mm-hmm. and we got commercial king salmon's going to happen here soon. We've got long lining season going to happen. It's springtime; it's going to happen here. In the and and the IPHC months.
0: just just came out with the Southeast Alaska halibut regs, and us as unguided halibut anglers, we we are, we're getting our our two halibut a day with no size restrictions. Correct. So that's really cool. And the charter fleet got uh, is it under forty, under forty, and over eighty over or 82? eighty yeah. So over under nine. forty or over eighty. Yeah. So yeah, I mean things are things are lining up really, really well. Um thanks to everybody that showed up at the Dirty Downrigger Trick seminar yesterday. Yes, I had to straight up bribe you <laughs> with uh, with with uh Cold Smoke sockeye salmon, which was which is pretty well received. I didn't see anybody getting, you know, food poisoning or sick by the end which of the Which will
2: lead but. to next year Nelly will be
0: doing his cold smoke uh, I'm, seminar. I'm just going to do both, uh, you know, yeah. both Colt and Hot Smoke and just, you know, take take everybody because there, there is a tremendous interest in that. I asked you know, the, the folks that were in the seminar, hey look, if I did a smoked salmon seminar, would you guys, and everybody's hand just went back up. I think they're expecting to get fed again, is, is kind of what <laughs> well, I'm Well, It's like Costco, getting get yeah, a free yeah, sample.
1: Samples. <laughs> that's what free samples.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's that, that will definitely happen. There's no question about it. Um, yeah, so uh, we do have a jacked up show for you for sure with the two gentlemen we got uh, of course joel martin and bruce larson and uh, we're going to talk a little springtime in sitka we're going to we're going to talk about building boats as we often do when, when bruce is in here then joey and i got our first day and and bruce too together on on, on the sea beast following following the refit cleanup dial in everything like that and and we, we got to remember what we forgot yeah. over over the year and and, and so we're going to so, so the BOMAC Tech Line, we're going to go through all that because it's like, oh yeah, okay, all right, okay. You know, they're all the things you kind of need to think about. And, and we'll spend the next segment here kind of talking about our our first two days on, on Marine Area 10 right now. You know, and, and it's, you know, dude, it was just so good to get back out on the water for sure. Definitely. Um, next week, the Portland show kind of rolls into town down there. Our good friend Ashley Nicole Lewis is all about her kayak these days. And she's doing a couple of kayaking seminars down there. And there's a tremendous interest in, in kayaks in this area. It's just not new. It's been going on for a while. Oh, yeah, for sure. We saw a kayaker
2: out there at Kingston. And, and in, was, a, in a 15 mile an hour south wind. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh, paddling
2: around fishing.
0: A chick. It was a girl. It was. In a kayak. It was. Yeah, yeah. Just I mean, and she she was out there on the opener, too. Mm-hmm. So stout. Absolutely stout. And then here we go. PeregrineLodge.com, the listener trip 2023, Father's Day weekend, June 18th to the 21st. An old friend of ours who we fished with, Matthew and I fished with. Matthew, you remember Chad Allison? You remember Aussie, right? Oh, yeah. How could you forget? Yeah, just a great guy. And and actually, uh, what he, he suggested a—what's the name of that show that he— Letter, Letter Kenny, Letter <laughs> Kenny. So, and and that's on um, what's that, on a Hulu or something. Yeah. It, so, if, if you want to get deep into Canadian uh, prairie culture, go go take a spin on Letter Kenny. <laughs> on on it's hilarious, but but he actually gave that to you on, a, on burned that to you on a disc, right, or, or a little thumb drive or something. So yeah. you're. Just putting him on blast for committing a crime, really? Really? Is, is, I did well, on air right now. I didn't know that was illegal. Okay. maybe that's right. off-air conversation. Okay, well mm. then, international criminal and and lodge guide. Uh, Chad Ellison of PeregrineLodge.com is going to jump in and tell us all about the listen trip, and, and uh, it, he's just a great guy, and and, and he's, um, he's from Brisbane, Australia, originally, so you're going to get a little Australian-Australian accent in the deal right there. Alright, give us 90 seconds. We're going to be right back. Load up the text or 866-979-3776. That is the Reverse Shine Hotline brought to you by Wellcraft Duckworth Northwest Boat. And also by uh, by the text toy powered by Yamaha Outboards. Give us 90 seconds, and we're going to give you the opening day report right here on the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, and the Seattle Sports App.
1: From the shining shores of Puget Sound to
0: your radio, this is the Outdoor Line on Seattle Sports Station. Welcome back to Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710. Bruce Larson, fresh from Clarkston, Washington. Joey Pyburn, of course, he's a, he's a fixture in the studio. Joel Martin, a fixture from uh, from Sitka, Alaska. Good to have you down here, buddy. Um, and and of course, our international legal assistant and uh, and board operator extraordinaire Matt Nelson, keeping us advised of uh, international technology laws, which is which is always you know quite quite handy. So so <laughs> did you hit the button? Now you can talk, Joel. So how you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you. So so people get on that, get in the get in the three years booth, and they start looking at that boat. And, and they start asking questions about it. And uh, it, it's cool because, Bruce, you and I, I mean, we were standing on the deck of my 28 Weldcraft in Sitka, and, and that's where that's where that 30OS Offshore was born, essentially. Mm-hmm. It was. And, and so tell us about some of the changes, some of the things that, that Sitka and that fishery, the influence it had on the design of that particular boat.
3: Well, it drove home the the value of that uh, reverse chine on the bottom to start with, uh, just a combination of the stability it creates, um, taking from like the, the 28s and the, the 26, 28 versions to the 30, going a foot wider, um, doing more to keep the water underneath the boat, which causes it to... To lift more, you get more fuel efficiency, that sort of thing. And it gives you a lot of opportunity to to, to really play with that center of gravity in terms of how you want that bow to stay down because you're going to sharpen up the dead rise on it and have it cut through the water as opposed to, to buffeting on it and busting your liver and everything else up. And it was fascinating
0: to me that so many people that, that we talked to that, again, traveled specifically to come see that boat, weren't really aware what that reverse chine is and so i i always take them to the bow of the boat Mm -hmm. and i go look look down the, and i go oh oh wow right and so it's frustrating to me in that some boat vendors will refer to as an extrusion or an extrusion with a little fin as as a reverse chine and and that's false
3: well it's it's false from the standpoint of it doesn't have the real impact. Now, it's correct in terms of there's something there that's causing okay. an element of okay. the water to go downward. So they're not outright uh, stretching the truth too far. But the effectiveness is like on, on the, the 30, you look at it, you got a six-inch piece out there yeah. that's bent downwards opposite the, the, the direction of the, the V hull. And that truly has an impact on the flow of the water uh and then being able to do things like uh create the tabs off the back of the bracket yeah. and the bottom f- so that you know from a from a boat builder standpoint we don't want to encourage anybody to drill holes in our hull yeah. so <laughs> being able to but being able to to utilize the the great technology for sure. through hole transducers and be able to run as fast as you want to and have yeah. great definition on the bottom and, and that, things and along that line and
0: that that to me is 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 the name of the game yeah. is Good, not just good, but excellent, non-degraded sonar pitchers at hull speed. Yeah. And and it's achievable, okay? It's difficult with some hulls and transom-mount transducers. But with some of the excellent products that's that's coming out of Airmar transducers in particular right now, and you get the flush-mount um. And, and what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's uh, f- angled array. Mm-hmm. Okay? I, and, and so most transoms are 20-degree dead rise, right? And so they, so they keep the face of the transducer uh, flush with a hull, but then that tilted array shoots straight down. And, and that's – so we're running basically on, on that boat and probably subsequent models too of, of, of Duckworth and Weldcraft – what what you're doing is you're running a through hull transducer in a transom mount configuration yep. because the shape of the hull allows exactly. it to do so. Exactly. And um, you know, I and I and I and during my during my seminars, I I really try to impress upon people the quality that they should be seeing, the type of pictures they should be seeing through their marine electronics. And if you're not seeing a fish arch, gang, go look at your transducer. If you're a trailer boat in particular, go look at your the front of your license plate. And look at all the rocks that your trailer tires have kicked up and toasted the front of that license plate. Now go look at your transommount transducer. You don't think any of those rocks are, are getting kicked up by your tires and whacking your transducer? And you don't think every little chip and every little pit? It's going to have an impact
3: on it, Absolutely,
0: bet. trans transom mount transducers are, without question, where items that need to be replaced. To, to go back to being able to run 30 miles an
2: hour over a piece of water or while you're traveling. You know, when we're out at CQ, if we're going to run up to Pillar Point, we take off, we head out. I'm staring at that finder because we can see bait, we can see fish at thirty miles an hour. So it's like sometimes you, you think about how many guys are just running over, over the top of them. Over yeah, the top yeah. of them and they don't know they're there until they slow down. A lot of boats slow down and they meter something, right? So yeah. they can see what's there. We meter it at thirty miles an hour. We last year we're running towards pillar and I'm like, Oh, look at that. Yeah. Look at that, look at that. Elevated bait all over in you know, in that eighty to 120 and 200, 250 feet of water, we knew running up there. Oh, we're going to turn around and we're going to go with it, and we're going to be encountering all this bait, and it had fish on it, and we murdered them. And and we knew we didn't have to run all the way up there because, hey, we, we're going to run far enough. You can and, see them turn around and get on the on this bait, and that's a, that is a total game changer. You know, we run a lot. We'll leave Everett and we'll run to mid channel. Well, we can run across possession. And we can see what's there, and decide hey, whether you want. Maybe
0: to. maybe we don't run to mid channel. Yeah. Look at all the bait. Look at all the fish. We yeah. stop. Boom. We fish. We actually uh, made a video with regard to that. You know, running and dropping a waypoint on, on structure. Raymarine allows you to go back in time. You know, just kind of rewind, and you can drop on the display even though you're not physically on the spot, and, and, and it's just absolutely huge. So last year, Joel Martin, you got to jump on board with us and and drop anchor. Now, how many people we have on the boat that day? Oh, it was at a least pile. eight. We had eight people on the boat. Probably eight people on the boat. Yeah, I think We had a bunch so. of the
2: Yamaha guys. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, and you, you got to fish with us, really, and, and drop anchor and do the Hell Halibut program, and you just went into full kill mode,
2: dude.
0: No. It was <laughs> 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 I know, electric grills. Have like, you <laughs>
1: seen the new Tanacom 800?
0: Oh, I've heard of it. I haven't oh, actually. had my hands on one
1: it. yesterday. I looked at it. It is gonna yep. be. It's gonna rip those fish right up.
0: So the, the Tanic So we're talking about electric reels right now, and and, and the Tanicums. We use Tanicum 750s. Uh, to, and, and and it's a Daiwa product. And. Um, you so there's a Tanicum 800. I've only seen it. If but, you want to see it, go to the Outdoor
2: Emporium booth at the Seattle Boat Show. They have both of them there, and they are at, they're on sale. So you can grab one. You can get one, put it in your hands, check it out, and you can helmet with one. It's, it's
1: all aluminum sealed housing. It's, it's got seals. It's, it's
2: significantly it's, larger okay. um, than the 750. Will it fit in a Burnowin mount? <clears throat> I don't know. I did. I didn't pull it out and, and check. But I mean, it's. It looks pretty cool. They also make a twelve hundred now.
0: Yeah, no. No. No, because a, Bruce you can I get one of those fish? on a boat. Bruce is gonna
1: want to go black fish? fishing. No, it's yeah. not happening.
0: I am not I'm not dropping it. 900 <laughs> but no, that
1: was a fun time and, it and was. guys love using the electric reels. They work great. They're great for cycling bait. It's 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 just a it's fun to catch halibut that way. Well yeah. that's
3: a that's a huge part of it though. And and Tom said it all the time once he started fishing with them. It enables you to get out there and cycle the bait, change it, keep that fresh, and
2: you th- would never catch as many halibut as we catch if you had to had to reel your bait up every time. It, it would, you know, you would only be able to cycle your bait a, a very few number of times during the day if your
0: guys were having to crank it and up the whole time. It's, that it's the biggest part of our scent trail game because yeah. we do not leave a bait down. There is we- never. It's like
2: there's always somebody bringing their gear up. So it's like you just cycle around the boat. Boom, 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 boom. Somebody's always coming up. So you always have fresh bait going down. And, uh, that, that's the key to getting those fish coming. And then once they are under the boat, it's game on. It's like, you know, two, three fish on at a time. It's, Pure chaos. It's controlled chaos. Somewhat controlled chaos. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> light, 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 lightly, lightly controlled. Lightly controlled yeah. chaos. Yeah. But but that's you know and that's that's the fun of it. You know, and, and you get a flat calm day. But but that boat just lends itself to it with the, with the anchor winch and everything else. It just you know because because halibut fishing can be can be not a lot of fun sometimes. Right and and then you know but with the electrics and and you know you're set up correctly but man it's just you know I gotta get I gotta I gotta bring Kathy Homer Halibut man she, yeah she loves she loves the white meat as as everybody well, does for
3: sure and just one other thing when you start talking about lessons learned um, you know what you use from an anchoring system is so so oh, much boy. a big part of it as well yeah. you know the 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 when we made that decision to go from some sort of a Uh, basket oriented or a a chamber oriented anchor locker or whatever that sort of thing and go to the real the 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 easy pull yeah
0: the easy anchor puller yeah that's that that, that
3: was a that was a huge improvement as well and that was part of what was learned from being out there
0: it solves so many problems it solves hauling the anchor obviously it's it solves storing your anchor road and, and and you know just it, it solves so many problems. The speed at which you can, you can drop anchor and do so repeatedly, and even you know, Joey, drop anchor in, in six hundred yeah, feet of water for sure. Yeah. You yeah. just
2: can't do that well, without
0: that system. And and we actually were were asked a couple years ago to on in on a search and rescue operation in Puget Sound because in part of our ability to anchor repeatedly, quickly, and accurately. And and there's you know but but it, there's so many advantages just to be able to do that. anchoring is a fundamental seamanship skill that everybody needs to have a have a have a handle on for sure.
1: anchor winch is just a game changer it, it absolutely it, is. It, it, when guys just run the buoy and the road yeah. and the chain. Who wants to set the anchor than once in a day at 400 That's it. feet deep? Yeah. Who wants to? Yeah, pull Yeah. That. Totally yeah. limits
2: like, your your fishing. Just like
1: that guy pulling the wa- guy out of the water yesterday. It's you got to draw cards to who's going to pull <laughs> the anchor.
0: <laughs> I think they were playing rock paper scissors because they wanted <laughs> to go rescue that guy. All right, we're gonna pop out of here for a quick break. We promised to talk about Marine Area 10. It's our it's our local February Chinook opportunity. We 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 remembered what we forgot. Is that what we're gonna yeah let, yeah let's let's tell you that what all the things that we forgot that we remembered and caught a couple fish and there we yummy and we're gonna tell you that next here in the outdoor line seattle sports station 710 seattle sports app welcome to the bomac tech line bomac has all the gear for all your techniques and smi shellfish gear is simply the best bomac we catch big fish heads up gang uh northern inland waters 15 to 25 rising to 20 to 30 this afternoon puget sound's going to be 10 to 20 so if you're going out on marine area 10 this morning it's not going to be light for another half an hour we're Stuck in the boat show, so we advise that nobody fishes today because we can't. So <laughs> Joe, you uh, you showed me a picture of a thirteen pounder, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, you know, twelve, thirteen pounds. Taken uh in in, in the southern part of of uh, Marine Area 10, you know, somewhere around Yomalt Point, mm-hmm. uh you know, between there and uh and, that's the, that's uh, and the biggest Taisho. fish I've heard of, so it is. That's a dandy. I checked
2: in with Justin Wong yesterday and, and he's been hanging we didn't see him out no, there. We I didn't. was looking, uh didn't see him. There at Kingston. But he was up at Jeff Head and um, same thing up there. Not no bait. Yeah. Just no bait around. But that's a product of the tides, those soft tides. We'll get some bait pushed in there with with some bigger tides. But uh you know, he's been he's been scraping his fish out up there mooching. Um sounded like not as many shakers up in that direction.
0: It, at Jeff, at Jeff, Head. Jeff, Jeff Head. Head. And that was our concern. So so Jeff alone and I um, you know, it was a first shakedown cruise after you know everything, and I still haven't got the kicker throttle figured out. That's that's on me, right? But everything in the boat worked absolutely phenomenal. But uh, we originally had had a plan to take you know some friends out, and I'm like, ah, Jeff, you know, Jeff runs Bayside Marine and just a fabulous ranch and just a, you know, a super good guy. I've known him forever. And you can stick him behind the rear you helm it. and he can drive the boat. And there you go. So we, we got out a little bit late after. We like it. guys that can drive the boat. So yeah. Bruce, Bruce. Bruce drives the boat and reels in the fish. There you go. You got to, got to earn your keep on the sea beast. No question about it. So we headed out there on the opener and um, you know, we start, we're area nine guys. And so we started the North end area 10 and start dragging you know, on down close at by 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 Apple Co, apple tree point, Appleco point rather. And uh and, and started marking, you know, okay bait, but started marking some fish. And I don't think we had gear in the water for five minutes. And and that three Kingfisher by Silver Horde cop car just got absolutely nailed, popped it off the release, and you know, we had a Good fish in a box. And we're thinking, okay, well, I'm looking at my watch going, well, we're going to be back 7:45. We're on our way home, right? You know, and then it was short, 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 you know, and then, and then another, you know, okay, well, that may keep, but we don't want them, right? Cause you, you know, you got a decent fish in a box. And anybody that follows the Outdoor Line on, on Instagram, you know, we, that was a bright red fleshed, just a beautiful specimen. And we wanted another one and we didn't get another one you know and that was kind of what we were hearing as well but then the, the day 2 of course Bruce you and you, you you and and Joey joined me on the boat and it your first day on the boat a flood of oh yeah okay all right it changes your i mean you've been hunting your you know what off you know since October when the when the boat went back to Clarkston for the you know for the beautification refit project right and and but Tell me some of your thought process and some of the things that occurred to you, and things you had to remind yourself about to get fishing effectively again after a hunting season off.
2: Well, so I think about that a lot. Like leading up to being back on the boat, I kind of I had the day before you guys were out there, so I was in the I was there. Thought, you were there in the thought process. I wasn't process. there, yeah. but mentally I was there. So I I go through all that stuff. I go through my whole process on my side of the boat, which is fairly simple. Most of the time, all I have to do is I I get a perfect anchovy spin and I, I run my gear down and I keep it close to the bottom. And so I I went through all that stuff because, yeah, it's like you forget stuff or, or you just, you know, it, it's like second nature when you're fishing all summer. It's just it's muscle memory. I just do the same thing day after day and, I, and it just becomes more and more fine-tuned. So that's the one thing for me is uh, the first day back, my game is a little – rusty and i'm not fine tuned and the little tiny things like takes me a while to to get my anchovy perfect the way i want it um and and one thing I I did remember how to do is to uh, hook my downrigger ball on the bottom and <laughs> get it caught on something. I do that really well. No, that was There's, that was the driver not realizing was what that was, it was one of the best icon. at it, Joel. It was, I do it really well. I've been there. I've yeah, seen I you go with, in, the dirt, been, in the dirt. In the dirt. I've 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 watched many a uh, cannon. Downrigger booms go and bend
0: over stay that way. That one may have a little bit of a I I like
2: them with a little bend. Yeah, okay. But anyway, then you like that one. It's a (laughs) it's a process of just it's reps. And it takes a while to get back into prime
0: fishing shape. And it and Bruce was just missing the fact Bruce faster Bruce faster slower slower Bruce left Bruce faster Bruce slower Bruce we we bring him on the boat to abuse him we can put him behind the wheel and just you know
3: we had just a little bit of wind assist and <laughs> yeah. everything we were doing so yeah it we was. had a good we
2: had a good wind pushing us yeah. around out there too
0: yeah so um, I I was concerned because on the opener. We kind of figured there was probably close to 100 boats there off Kingston, off Alpico Point. You know, and, and if every boat got X amount of shakers, well, you got X hundred shakers and you got 7,000 impacts for the season. And, and so upon getting some numbers from, from Mark Balzell, WDFW, the test boat right now is estimating that it's in about 11% catch, excuse me, legal fish rate. So if you are encountering eight or nine before you keep one, this is something that I think we need to talk about and delay this fishery because what, what a lot of people don't understand, you really need to visualize the population dynamics of what's going on here. And what's going on is you have a huge amount of hatchery fish coming out of the deep south sound. I mean, you, you know, you can't even name all the hatcheries down there. And a lot of those fish, as they're coming out, making their way into the straits and feed, you're going to encounter these fish. And and, and so if you wait, if we waited until March and then opened this thing up next year, I think think we would have a higher retain. Because to me, if you have to encounter six or seven or eight sublegals before you catch a keeper, that is not a clean fishery. That's not a viable fishery, in my opinion.
2: And if we want to lower that number of encounters um you know in march we have other opportunities we do right so that's going to spread the fleet there's going to be a bunch of guys in cq you got a chunk
0: chunk of area and, 6 and, that's open you yep. got a chunk of area on all area 5 is open yeah
2: yeah and and i wonder like why don't why don't we just start in march why do we have to have this february fishery let's spread people out uh is it because they don't want to have to monitor cq and area 10 or i mean if if we it's are, better for the fishery if, if we if we,
0: if we are managing our fisheries because of a WDFW manpower or desire or human resources issue, that is no way to run a no, railroad. No, it's not. It's no way to run a railroad. We should I'm not manage- saying
2: that's what they're doing. I'm just wondering why wouldn't we just prolong yeah, the opener to March 1st and I think it's better for the fish and it's better for
0: – we, we, the fishermen. We, we can... want to see those juveniles survive, get out to the straits, so they can and come, come back, and, come... and we
2: can catch them and hit them in the head and put them on the
0: yeah. on the trigger. Right, bingo. Yeah, that's the most important or, part. Or the, or the, absolutely. Or, or, the, or the Green Mountain Grill available at Three yes. Rivers Marina at a discount right now. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, that so that's kind of so. I'm glad it's open. It was sure great to wash some down to wash some dust off the downrigger balls, you know, and get out there. And I'm looking forward to you know getting through the boat show and and hopefully getting back out there again, but. Um, we need to take a really, you know, good realistic look at okay, why we, you know, last year we had to beg, you know, we tried not to open it up in January and what happened, three four days, oh, we're catching too many shorts, bam, let's open it up in February, okay, because we've been arguing for March, so that's something that. You know, we're, we may have to enlist our, our, our listener base in, in helping us write a few emails and, and, and get this over the line. Because if it's somebody's desires rather than a biological necessity to open this fishing room, then why, why are we doing it? All right. Uh, we're going to pop out here for a quick break. Ray Marine Picks of the Week. What do we got? What do we got? You know, we, we, we got a new. We got a river on the north end that mm-hmm. opened up. We got some other stuff to talk about, too. So Ray Marine Picks of the Week coming at you right now on the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station, 710 and Seattle Sports App. Welcome to the Outdoor Line Picks of the Week, presented by Raymarine Electronics. Don't just go fishing, go hunting underwater. Raymarine, simply superior. Leave doubt in your wake. Raymarine pioneering marine electronics since 1933. Raymarine engineers the very best in visual navigation products with more than an 80-year legacy of marine technology. They lead the way in easy-to-use, durable, and reliable marine electronics. Raymarine.com. Steelhead. In the nook sack. In the nook sack. In the, the sock. Orcs. In the sock nook. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah. yeah, that's nice. I mean, they got their what they needed for the hatchery, so guys can go up there and, and uh, maybe drag a steelhead out of the river. Uh, we got some some more clam openers on the coast, uh, Moke Rocks and capelas Beach. This
0: weekend, you yeah, betcha. today, and,
2: and it runs um, from three, the third three through drill. the eighth. Yep. So, yep. So, so you can bounce. From beach to beach, and you can dig for, you know, a bunch of days out there. 15 clams, obviously, you know, your first 15 clams you got to keep. But, yeah, that's nice to see another beach open. Hopefully, we'll get Twin Harbors and Long Beach open here shortly, and then we'll have a bunch of opportunity kind of leading into spring.
0: Word on the street was they they got a a couple clean tests at some of those areas, but they weren't quite clean Yeah, and and it sounded
2: like the... Part of the beach was clean and part of yeah. the beach wasn't. So. so
0: you know you don't you don't want to eat a few razor clams and feel like you just drank half a bottle of whiskey. Yeah, that's that's no. that's bad. That's <laughs> right. Like, stick stick with the whiskey and not the paralytic shellfish poisoning. Um, we also are kind of getting some rumblings that we may have an announcement for the Skagit sock. Next, by next weekend, not that, not necessarily that it would open by Valentine's weekend, but that we would get an, an announcement sometime in there. And, and we're hoping, we're, we're hoping that it's open seven days a week because if you plan openings on a river system, you're putting yourself prone to the river getting blown out, yeah. right? And even though the gadget is a dam controlled system with, 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 uh, Puget Power, excuse me, um, Seattle City Light dams on the main stem, and uh, is it Puget Puget Sound Energy PSE dams on on the bit on the Baker as well? But so, the sock is not. The sock is not. The White Chuck and the Suattle can just they can they can wreck the whole the whole deal. Pound your visibility to the bajabers, just knock it right out. And and so if you if you limit that fishery to so many days a week, chances are you're you're going to miss a, a dropping clearing scenario. Now. What what we're seeing from the Climate Prediction Center with regard to uh, a, a thirty day temperature and, and precipitation forecasts is we're looking at it being cooler than normal and also but also more precip. So that bodes well for a snowpack that's that's already in pretty good shape. We're above the eightieth percentile. Uh, the lowest one right now is the North Cascades. That's that's right around seventy nine eighty percent. But everything else is up over a hundred percent. So now, and and to your point about snows and. And and, uh, and and what's going on here, when you stack up a series of good snowpacks, you know, now we're leaving, you know, that awful freaking blob hole in the age, Salmonid age structure farther and farther in our wake, Joel Martin.
1: Yeah, and it also, I believe that heavy snowpack helps those fish in the fall run. For sure. They don't lose
0: their oxygen in the rivers. The rivers are up high enough. Absolute correlation between temperatures and dissolved oxygen levels and pre-spawn mortality helps our spawn. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the more cooler water. What a funny thing about fish. They 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 like cold water. So are you are you still crying the blues because duck season ended last weekend? You're going to be okay with that? Yeah, I got my
2: fill. (laughs) But (laughs) let's say uh, good luck to the youth and veterans out there today. That's that's this is their their shot to go out there and. The, the ducks had a little bit of a break. They did have a Maybe break. Maybe they'll be dumb. They get dumb. They're, they're ducks, so they yeah. get
0: dumb pretty quick. I, I actually saw a, a, a bufflehead on the waterfront that actually made it through the season. You know, I, was, I was looking at the, the ones that make it through. Oh, you're the smart ones out there, yeah. no question. <laughs> uh, you, you can you, Another smart thing to do is take in the last couple of days of, of the Puyallup show. That's that's this weekend as well. And, yeah. and Bruce, you were down there at, at U.S. Uh, marine sale?
3: U, U.S. Marine and Puget Marine both gotcha. had... Uh, mm-hmm. um, they, displays down there. And does. where are they located and what are what are the Um lines? Puget is out in the tent uh gotcha. on the what it be the south side of the main building, uh inside there. And uh, uh US Marine is right inside the main building that's got boats in it, right at the back, uh just on the the other wall side from the Garmin Tech Center.
0: So the thing about the 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 occupational hazard of, of working at the boat show is I'll park my rig and go right for the Three Rivers booth, right? You know, and then you know it's kind of like, oh, I want to see that, oh, I want to see this, oh, I want to see that, and and there's there's just so much new at the show every year. Um, you know, Raymarine, for instance, has you know their new Axe Two product, and that's going to be upstairs. I'm going to take time and look at that this morning. So you and I, Bruce, we're going down to the to the other portion of the boat show, which is at Bell Harbor Marina. Mm-hmm. You know, just just right on Elliott Bay. Right. And the parent company of Wellcraft and Duckworth is Bricks Marine. And well, no,
3: it's it's a sister company to oh, Sorry, and okay. it's actually two sister companies because we've got both Bricks and Eaglecraft from up in Vancouver Island. Gotcha. Rivers down there as well. And
0: and I heard Byron Bolton swung through the show yesterday. He
3: made a pass through yesterday. Did, did you tell him when my seminar was so he um, missed me on purpose? Tried to. <laughs> He didn't have an awful lot of time he had to catch a flight back to Kelowna. Yeah, so yeah um but they were they they spent a day up at the Vancouver show and then came down here for part of a day as well
0: very nice and, okay, so and that's a bigger platform boat, some of those the the boats that are going to be down at bell harbor right? certainly yeah. are yeah i don't I don't think I've done the bell Harbor portion of the Seattle boat show and walk walk through it in years I have never done, it. yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see what they see what they have down there
3: yeah they they build a lot of uh both the the V holes as well as the cats and you know, you're seeing you're going to see uh, doubles or triples, and even uh, Eaglecraft's got a, a quad build for the new Yamaha 450 going oh on. Good. Four Ooh. Yamaha
0: 450, eighteen hundred horse. So, um, we need to talk about that a little bit because that's a fascinating product. So, so um, Yamaha's always you know pushing forward on on a lot of different fronts, and, and, and in this case, their 425 or XTO motor. Is is digital electronic steering, mm-hmm. so it's not just fly by wire shift, fly by wire throttle. It is also a fly by wire steering rig, a complete
3: right? electric steering. Yes, complete
0: electric steering. And so now, what we're seeing with multiple outdoor, excuse me, multiple outboard engine builds, is the fact that now they're supplanting diesel power on on a lot of larger builds, and in doing so. Um, they have to accommodate the larger electrical demand that's that's fostered in no small degree by sea keeper type of stability systems, desalinator pumps, and stuff like that. So Yamaha's new 450. Correct me if I'm wrong. Has 90 amps of alt- alternator output at, at idle. idle. Yeah.
3: Hmm. Per engine. Jeez. That's a lot of amps. Yeah. Well, in fact, they they're, they're pitching it that it could arguably. Um, eliminate the use for a genset uh, on some of the oh, that's, some of the boats. Absolutely.
0: I mean, that's, that's the whole deal. And the, and the problem with gensets on, on boats are very few of them are serviced by um, heat exchangers. And, and so you're running raw water through the manifolds. And so those manifolds are going to last three years. You're going to have a problem. And if you if you don't address the problem, you're going to get salt water in the combustion chamber. It's a big big issue. Yep. And you know, and who wants to smell a diesel dog on, on on a boat on a gas boat anyway, right? So so by by you know eliminating those those gensets, that's that's a real cool idea. My question was when I attended Yamaha's um, virtual product launch, talking about this 450. My question was, hey, is this
2: what about high?
0: Us? Yes. What about us yeah. and our kicker engines? At a idle, producing more power, and they go. Well, we're not ready to really talk about that right now. But that means but they're they're think they're thinking they're, about it. They're, they're working. They're going to work it down the yeah. Because that would be a revolutionary trolling product for us around here if we could have something kicking out twenty amps at idle on a kicker motor. And Yamaha's on the forefront of that. So um, we're getting a lot of questions, Bruce, in, in the booth is, hey, what's next for Duckworth? What's next for
3: Duckworth? So what – hey, Bruce, what's, <laughs>
0: what's, next? what's next for Duckworth?
3: <laughs> well, you, you remember those texts that we get on a regular basis whenever I end up over <laughs> yeah, here? we have Bruce, one right here. This one right here. The yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and, and we can actually say that walk-around design is in product development at there this point. It is. We're talking about uh, not this not coming model year but the following one that it's 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 most likely gonna happen. I think it's going to be in a format of a thirty four foot with ten foot uh, bottom probably a ten and a half foot beam uh and in all likelihood uh, you guys are going to be fishing out of that first one so um Seattle show probably two years from now um, you know should be should be able to show it well <laughs> i
0: I can't wait to see a drawing of that boat and and
3: in your in, in your
0: mind's eye, do you see that thing powered by a pair of four twenty fives?
3: Well, four twenty five is going away. The four fifty is replacing it. Is it is going away. Yeah, four twenty five is going to go away. Okay. The four fifty is you play only eleven pounds difference. And they've made so many changes to it oh, in terms wow. of what okay. you're seeing in the alternator, the exhaust on it. Uh, they've done a they've done a number of really really good things in it. So, um, yeah, I I see it uh, arguably being either. Uh, like a pair of 450s or the possibility of maybe trip 300s.
0: I want a pair of 450s and a kicker
3: motor.
0: (laughs) Joel, would you help us run the bugs out of a 900-horsepower, 34-footer with 10-foot bottom? Yeah,
1: we'll be at Halibut Grounds in 20 minutes.
2: (laughs) If that thing's in the the boat show in a couple years, I will bring a sleeping bag, (laughs) and I will live on the boat during the entire boat show. Well,
0: (laughs) so the advantage to to, to walk-arounds is obviously fishing room. But for so many of the things we do... I, I just – I I see two big downriggers up forward of the wheelhouse. I see six, maybe eight halibut rods. I At buoy 10, you can run eight rods off that thing because mm-hmm. yeah. you can run them all the way forward. That thing's going to be a battleship, dude. So when, when you know, the fishing regulations come out and, and they're talking about, you know, user groups, tribal, non-tribal, it's going to have to be tribal, non-tribal, oh, and the Duckworth walk-around. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's – dude, I mean, that – it 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 makes you. It's just the amount of fish you catch is a function of the amount of fish you put gear in front of. You know, and and so, yeah, I. They're just easier to fish on. Do they are? They're just easier. Yeah, you got a salmon on, or this guy's
1: got a fish on. Get that guy to the front of the boat. Get him out of the way. Yeah. Keep everybody in the back. Just keep moving them around. It, it just it's just it's a so much better platform for netting a fish and moving around
0: and shuffling people and. Well, we've know. seen some austere walk around boats <clears throat> that okay. True. Cabin, bench. Here we go. Here's your walk around. Go ahead. Hold on, right? Mm-hmm. So to see Duckworth's thoughtful, comfortable approach to a haul like this, I just, I just can't wait to see that. It's yeah. going to be just amazing. All right. Let's go to the other end of the boating spectrum. Kayaks are absolutely getting more popular by the day. And, and uh, our dear friend, Ashley Nicole Lewis, is, is actually doing some kayak seminars at the Portland Show. She's going to jump in next segment. The Northwest Outdoor Report presented by Les Schwab Tires. And, of course, then Chad Oss Ellison, who may or may not have shared a humorous TV show on a disc, you know, that, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk to him about that now. It's, it's, the, it's the PeregrineLodge.com Father's Day Outdoor Line Listener Trip, June 18th to 21st. Matthew and I will be up there. Um, Brock Heward's coming up. With,
3: with oh, I'm busy that weekend. Sorry,
0: (laughs) (laughs) ouch. Yeah, I'll get. I'm getting. I'm gonna get an angry Brock text here in in a second. And he's bringing. Um, he's he's bringing a um, ex Seattle Seahawk with a big name that that's to be named later here. I'm not supposed. I'm not supposed to say whom that is but he may have had him on his radio show recently. So anyway, Chad Ellison, uh, PeregrineLodge.com. All that and more in a jam-packed boat show day, second hour right here in the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app.